0: A very good morning to you, welcome in to today's programme. The comment lines have gone absolutely cracked, following, in the nicest possible way, uh, following our piece indeed on the eviction uh, ban being lifted and the um, cutting of turf as well. Uh, Mike, I just said to um, Ollie there a moment ago, uh, Michael Fitzmaurice, if he went for a presidential election at this stage, uh, uh, alone with the listenership to uh, this programme, uh, would be um, elected. Hands down. Michael Fitzmaurice, the only politician in this country who talks common sense and the truth. And that comes from Paul in Barna. And uh, Keith, it might be uh, people's private property, but there are many laws that apply to our private property, which we all have to adhere to. Your analogy, Keith, describing the desecration of protected woodland is the perfect one. The law has been broken. End of story. Was Michael Fitzmaurice a turf uh, cutting contractor? So he has a great interest in this. Ask him, is he cutting turf? He said he is. Uh, Keith, you mentioned breaking the law a few times. Well, the Greenway plan for Ballon going through an SAC and the County Council see nothing wrong with this. The ring road is breaking EU law. All laws, but no enforcement, uh, the scholar said. And uh, again, this question staggers belief. Uh, Good morning, Keith. Is it... Is it legal to go into woods and cut down trees? No, it's not. No, it's not. And just keeps coming in there. And this one bothered me as well today, following the eviction uh, notices. Keith, I want to hand over my apartment to my favourite niece, uh, but she cannot afford to pay the stupid tax of 100000 or more because she's not my daughter, even though I have no children. Such discrimination. What I would suggest is that you get um, advice, taxation advice on that, because... If it's a thing that she's your favorite niece, like if she's helped you and she cared for you, now I'm 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 not a solicitor in all of this, uh, she cared for you and minded you and she has been your favorite niece, she could be given favorite niece or nephew status in that regard, which would effectively mean that she would be entitled to the rights of a child if you had a child. So it's what it suggests is that you. Um, you get in contact with um, a taxation expert and have a chat with them from there. That's my Puddy Ryan version of events. Now then, let me go to uh, Monin Griffith, who joins me on the line. And uh, Monin is the chief executive of um, Belong To. And uh, almost 9 out of 10 uh, young LGBTQ uh, young people say they've seen or experienced hate messages or harassment on social media in the past year. The survey of more than 1,200 LGBTQ uh, people between the ages of 13 and 20 across the country found that 87% have been exposed to such hatred and harassment. And uh, morning joins me on the line today. morning good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Where, can, a, a, a stupid question from uh, where did the, the wonderful name Monin come from?
1: Oh, not stupid at all. It's it's a, an unusual name. Um, uh, so, St. uh She's from around the Cooley Peninsula. So, um, yeah, there's a... I know she existed because there's a GAA team called after her. So, um, my mum and, mom and dad didn't make it up. Uh, but, yeah, I think it comes from the Irish of Inine, my daughter. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Love it now. Hated it as a child growing <laughs> up, of course. But now I love it because at least it's... Something
0: for people to remember me by. It's a to- well. We have morning in uh, Community School, and that. Um, but the Cross affectionately, the townies call it. It's not too far from here now. Townies are called it uh, that morning cross. Uh, but now I've come across somebody. <laughs> I've come across a, mo- a morning happy, a morning Griffith happy. Listen, the figures in relation to the the uh, ten. LGBTQ figures that I've just given there, 9 out of 10 there, uh, in, and, and again the age profile, 13 to 20. You're not surprised with that, are you? Because be, there just seems to be open territory
1: for people to pick on. Yeah, unfortunately, I think things have gotten worse online um, uh, the, than they've ever been, and, and so this campaign is really about trying to reclaim the the, the space um, because as users we it's within our power to do that. And what we're saying to people is block the bad and feed the good. Um, and we're also calling on uh, social media platforms then as well to take responsibility and, and to, to 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 take the steps necessary to protect people online you know i think we have this you know, a funny kind of um, attitude that online is this different kind of realm or a different kind of a space that then, you know, in, in real life. But it's, as somebody said to me, it's just like being in a shopping center. You're in a shopping center, and somebody threatens to kill you or harm you. You know, you have two choices: you can you, you, you can ring the police, the guards, and they'll deal with the criminal side of things, and or you can you could talk to the management in the in the shopping center, and that's basically what. needs to happen online as well. So, um, you know, in Ireland, we're we're introducing a new hate hate crime legislation and hate speech legislation. That'll be great. We've also introduced new legislation in relation to the regulation of the social media space. And what that's going to mean is that we as users then have access to an independent third party. So if you're on on a platform and Somebody's saying really atro- atrocious things to you, or threatening you, or something. You can you follow the guidelines of the of the platform. Yeah. You, you report it, and if they don't take that down or they don't fix it for you, then you you'll be able to go to this but- this third party who who, who broker that and, and make sure that they do.
0: But Moni, the sad thing of all of our conversation today is that you you're you're calling on them to be responsible to the young people mm-hmm. in question. Surely to God they've a duty of care to everybody on that platform. Like I, I'm I'm sorry now, but we have a duty of care as broadcasters in this radio station, every other radio station across the country, that you can't put that hate speed that hate speech mm-hmm. out there. These people mm-hmm. yeah. should be and will be eventually once Uh, the OSMR bill goes through will have to be treated the same way it's not fair that they're allowed to do it and make such vast amount of money and put the mental health of the young people in question uh, on a knife edge
1: yeah well I mean you're I couldn't agree with you more, Kate, you know, this is, you know, pl- pl- social media platforms are important for, for lots of us, but especially young people, especially LGBT young people, it's where they find a community, they find out more, uh, you know, about being LGBT, all that kind of stuff. So it, there's lots of positive things about social media Um, but what we're calling on the platforms is to be consistent and effective in implementing their community guidelines to to stop uh, the spread of homophobia, biphobic and transphobic content online and other harmful uh, content online indeed, you know, so But but
0: the Moline, the the OSMR bill, and I know it intently, um, that's going through, so it is but these people, before it goes through as a goodwill gesture should come out and sort this problem out. So if they see Keith Finnegan threatening and Griffith, that I'm gonna cut your throat and mm. and that I'm an ugly person. Da, 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 mm. Mm. That's hate speech. In in no other word, that's hate speech and that's that is having a yeah. detrimental effect. And we've had them on this program on the mental health of the adults, never mind young people. Yeah. We've had adults here talking about it. We've had politicians here talking about being lambasted on social media. Now we're talking about 13, what are we talking about, 13 to 20-year-olds? You know, if the adults can't handle it, how can you expect 13 to 20-year-olds? Well, the the reality is
1: that that just like adults it does affect their mental health and does. their you know um their their self confidence and then on top of that what we we know from research is that the the it normalizes so hate speech online normalizes um attitudes and and behavior that otherwise wouldn't be acceptable offline either so we have also seen a rise in offline harassment and and violence towards members of the lgbt Community and that's, you know, that's that's related to to the free for all on on social media as well. So there are guidelines, um, at, um, and so I would encourage people to continue to, you know, report um, abuse online and to follow it through to the end. And if you know, and in the absence of the legislation being uh, in place yet in terms of the reports mechanism, the independent reports mechanism, I'd also make reports to the guards. Um, they have powers um, in relation to this as well. Even before the hate crime legislation um, is fully enacted, the guards do have uh, certain powers um, in terms of hate crime. And, and um, uh, so I, I report to them the, the big problem with disease when it's online, it can be in, anonymous people being really brave behind a, a false name or, or something like yeah. that. So I mean, I've experienced it myself, Keith. you know, you? so I, I know how upsetting it can be. Um, um, but but you know the, the the main thing is that the the, the you know the, the the business case I suppose behind a lot of social media platforms is about getting more people to watch the content, and unfortunately, um, as human beings, we we get drawn to the. The sad stuff, the tragic stuff, and and sometimes the the angry stuff, and so this is why uh, this ca- this campaign is so important because what we're saying is don't fall for that. Please block the bad stuff, and just start keep sharing the positive stuff because. Otherwise, the algorithms are just going to keep up returning out the the hateful stuff because people are clicking on it or sharing on it. Even if to go, oh, my God, did you see this? This is really bad. What we're we're saying is don't share that, block it, get rid of it, delete it and and just use it for for good, which is, you know, why most of these platforms were set up in the first place was by connection. And, and sharing good stuff, and you know, um, so it, it really is about blocking that bad stuff and, and and trying to beat the algorithms.
0: But I mean, as a country, uh, we led the way when it came to legislation for the LGBTQ community. Um, so yeah. we we led the way on that. So we did. Um, yeah. But then the value of the squinting windows continue then. And this type of rhetoric is still on social media. Whereas if somebody was brave enough to walk up to a member of the LGBTQ uh, community and verbalise that in front of a member of Wengard's Tiochona, they'd end up in court.
1: Yeah, yeah. And look, you're right. I mean, I think by and large, um, thankfully, in Ireland, um, we have... You know, our attitudes and our behaviour towards LGBT people and lots of different people um, um, who would be considered kind of minority communities within our families and our communities and our towns and our workplaces they have. Um, by and large um, improved. But we also know from you know ILGA, which is the International Lesbian and Gay Association, they do an annual review. Um, and last year they said that there was a, a de- the deadliest rise in anti-LGBT violence in over a decade. And, and they're putting that down to the rise in the far right, using yeah. issues like trans rights and that as a wedge issue really caring about trans trans people, but it's about, um, you know, using trans lives as a wedge issue to get people um, riled up and angry and, uh, you know, so we can um, dehumanise people and, and use that disgust and dehumanisation to really um, do what they're trying to do, which is really, um, you know, unpick a lot of the progress in terms of democracy. Um, that that we have, thankfully, in, in countries like Ireland.
0: I don't like it, to be quite honest. I don't like what we're talking about because we all—it's
1: scary stuff. It it's is, yeah. Stuff, we're, yeah. All,
0: we're all we're all um, we're all citizens of this country. I, I know there's been a pushback from people seeking asylum in this country, and and I can understand some of that. But I mean, our own community—I mean, forget using even the word LGBTQ community. But that's mm. what we're talking about. Today. Mm. We as a nation, we should respect each other. And look, at I'm not smoking something funny this morning at all. I don't smoke. But I mean, somebody's going to come up with some analogy about me. But I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not stupid in this regard. But I think a bit of human respect. And let, yeah. pe- let young people grow up 13 to 20. Let them have their mm. experiences. Let them do what they want to do. I mean, mm. yesterday, uh, yesterday we saw the statement in by the Catholic primary school manager saying their mm. pupils will not be taught what it means to mm. be transgender in a strongly worded letter sent to government ministers. Like, mm. <laughs> at that level, at that level, if somebody wants to come out as transgender or anything, they're saying, well, I can't do that now because it's been sent to the minister. So it, it, I, I think we're going we're going backwards. We were very much to the fore, and I now think we're going that little bit backwards. And I mean it when I say the valley's of the squinting window. Those people might, to your face, say, we're all with you, we're, we're walking the line with you. But somebody somewhere, there's people that are not walking the line and they're causing trouble and mental health and the suicides happening because of this and mental health issues and, and family broken up about all of this. It's just, I, I just don't, yeah. know where I don't know where it's going to go. Maureen.
1: Thankfully, the, the Taoiseach and the Thánaiste came out and I think they were very strong about it, you know, the same trans Trans young people exist. Trans older people exist. They've always existed in our communities, in our families, from the dawning of time. But we just only we. It's just that we are starting to know about. There's more people coming out, thankfully, and living their lives, and we're moving away from that horrible, shameful past where we everybody who was in any way different, whether it was because you had, you know, um, you know, you had a, a child when you weren't married or you were you had some sort of a disability or you were, you know, from a different ethnicity or whatever. That all, you know, you were always meant to feel ashamed of being different. And, and we're moving away from that, thankfully, and um, and realizing that, look, there's this being a human is a wonderful um, complicated thing. And, and we now know that, you know, there are gay people, there are lesbian people. We're not all heterosexual and there are trans people. We're not, you know, all, um, um, uh, our gender identity isn't always the same as the gender that we were assigned at birth. You know, it's still small numbers, but, um, so for people, and I would say for the the mums and the dads and grannies and the granddads who read that yesterday, um, who are listening here, it's where I'd and say, we're with you. You know, we got a huge influx of support of people saying, look, we don't believe that. And, and we want trans children to be protected in school and to feel like they belong. Yeah. And for the people who are confused and that it's OK not to know about being trans because it, it, it so because it's so there are so few trans people who are out and uh, um, that you might not you may may never knowingly have met a trans person. So what I would suggest is you you educate yourself. You go onto, for example, our website, belongto.org or the HSE have loads of great information as well on their website for parents. can read about what it means to be trans and trans experience and all that kind of stuff because what you don't know sometimes you can be a little bit worried about or concerned about or even fearful about. So it's really just about learning more about it, isn't it? And I think once people know that there's nothing to be afraid of, that it's just a normal part of being a human being, albeit it's a a tiny percentage of the population, but it's normal and it's just natural and there's nothing to be afraid of.
0: where can i get further details and belong to um Monique?
1: belong to yeah um um that uh, we've lots we're across all the social media platforms because we 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 believe that there's lots of goods that you can do on social media platforms um and then our website is well, okay. belong to dot org so if you're a young person listening and you want to find out about some of the Excellent groups are, are, are um, uh, youth groups in, in the west of the country. That's loads of information on there, um, and if you're a parent or a teacher, or grandparent, carer, um, loads of information up on our website as well.
0: Forgive my ranting, but I do get so frustrated at times when I see what what can happen on social media. I'm not active on. It. Of course. But it just course, really and yeah. truly—it's—it's. It's, look at our kids; are out the gap. They're over thirty, uh, so I'm not worried about mm-hmm. them anymore. But I'm, I would be worried about those coming up along the way. We all—we all deserve a, a shot at life, a good shot at life. I was blessed to get Me a good do. shot at life from nothing, from very simple, humble beginnings. But like, if social media was around, God knows where I'd be right now today. Listen, you keep up the good work, and if you're coming to Goldring, morning, pop into us, and we'll bring you down to mo- our morning and show you where it is. Lovely. All right. I'd love that. Thanks, Adia. okay. Talk thank to you soon. You. Bye-bye. Um, I want to take a short commercial break, then I want to come back because the Mayor of Galway, Claude Higgins, joins us. Um, but I want to deal with something here. Keith, there's no regulation in place for illegal gorse burning either. It started already. Uh, should be higher fines, his caller said. Something happened one night last week. I forget what night it was now. Uh, but I was locking up to watch an hour of telly. Oh, don't talk to me about telly. Oh, I'll talk about telly later on. Oh. We're locking up, and outside the front door, I went to lock the front, make sure the front door was locked, and there was a fire engine and a fire engine van. And they were looking for a gorse fire. They'd got a call in the area for a gorse fire, but there was nothing around us. I could see nothing. Uh, But they went uh, looking for a gorse fire. So, with some aegis out there, wherever you start gorse fires, will you stop doing it in the middle of the night and putting these unfortunate men and women in the fire brigade out uh, looking for a needle in a haystack? Of a fire, I don't know if they find it, uh, but um, there you go. We're back with the mayor of Galway. She has a very special event coming up tomorrow for International Women's Day. Stay tuned for that and more to come.
2: Galway Talls in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at Tesco.ie.
0: A very good morning to you. Welcome into today's program. Tomorrow is International Women's Day and a very special event is taking place in the Hardibin Hotel. It's been hosted by the Mayor of Galway City, Mayor Clodagh Higgins and her female colleagues on the council. Uh, Mayor, good morning to you.
3: Good morning, Keith, and good morning to your listeners.
0: Thanks for joining us uh, today on the program. Tomorrow is International Women's Day and you're having an event for all, male and female, in the Hardabin tomorrow.
3: Uh, That's right, Keith. Uh, Tomorrow at the Hardyman Hotel between 10 a.m. and 12 noon, um, my fellow city councillors, Councillor Soteri Flaherty, Colette Connolly, Martina O'Connor, and Imelda Byrne, and I obviously decided to come along or to come together to celebrate International Women's Day. And as I said, the Hardyman Hotel, um, we're having a coffee morning and they have generously sponsored the event, which obviously we really, really appreciate. And we've decided that there will be an option on the day to donate funds to um, uh, Cope Galway and as we all know uh, Cope Cope Galway do Trojan work in the community and we when we were deciding on what charity to support we all recognised I guess the difference that Cope makes to the community by ways of supporting families and individuals and indeed the support it provides to women and children in particular in Galway who unfortunately experience abuse and, and violence so uh, we're just asking the public to come along on Wednesday for a cuppa and a chat and I guess in doing so that they'd be supporting Galway.
0: And again you're running between 10 and 12 so it's a two hour period there that if people want to park responsibly or they want to get the train in or public transport in and or, or, uh, and or otherwise they can join you and others uh, within the heart of hotel. And on, on what is a very special day really?
3: It really is look at International Women's Day is a day to celebrate and I guess it's a day that shows everything that can change with perseverance as we commemorate um, the battle for equality and progress, and we all know how far we've come. We've come a, a long way, and I think you know it's nice to be able to come together as female city councillors and to mark the occasion uh, by having a, a coffee morning. And indeed, I suppose as well the the um, donating any funds raised to Cope Galway is also I'm sure very much appreciated. But tomorrow we'll have a just the coffee morning will take place between ten and twelve, and we'll just have a general chat and it'll be an opportunity to to all come together and uh, to mark the occasion.
0: And you're inviting male and female people to attend uh, tomorrow's event in the Heart of hotel between 10 and 12.
3: Absolutely, Keith. It's it's important to note that it's not a women's only event. It would really be wonderful and much appreciated if, if men were able to show their support and come along on the day too.
0: So again, tomorrow between uh, 10 and 12 noon if they want to pop along to the Heart event, and uh, you'll be there. And uh, fellow councillors, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of the other councillors, um, the male colleagues of yours and past colleagues indeed, and uh, some staff from City Council and County Council may show up as well.
3: And that's it. And I know that uh, Councillor Shelley Hetridge-Quinn is having an event herself in in the Council uh, Chambers uh, also and I just want to wish her every good wish with that. And may I also take the opportunity, Keith, to wish your listeners happy International Women's Day and hopefully we get to see some of them at the Hardyman Hotel tomorrow
0: great we have a full programme of events uh, on tomorrow morning's programme including music and much more uh, but Mayor thank you so much for joining us uh, today and have a, a good Tuesday and a great day tomorrow in the Heart of the Hotel between 10 o'clock and 12 midday. Mayor Claude Higgins thank you for joining us uh, today on the programme
3: the Motoring Slot in association with Column Quinn BMW Select the ultimate finance at Column Quinn Whatever BMW model you choose BMW Select has tailored finance available that is just as impressive as your new car Contact Column Quinn BMW on 091 753 888
0: And Jerry Murphy joins us in uh, studio on this uh, Tuesday morning Jerry, morning how are you today? Oh, we're alright we're a day early but We're sure. a day early tomorrow's International Women's Day hey so on, we I don't we, look
2: anything like a woman, but no, and, you uh,
0: don't. But we we just brought you in today, so we did. <laughs> John Morley disagrees with that statement. Anyway, sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I we'll have to put up, but Listen, you're driving a spanking looking car. I am. Is this the Mazda CX60? It is indeed. Um, I was reading all you know my, my weekend? on
2: Mazdas over a long number of years. Uh, are really warm to them as a car company and how they present themselves. Um, This one is their biggest uh, SUV yet, the CX60. It's a plug-in hybrid version that we've got out there. Um, It comes with the combination of a 2.5-litre petrol engine Mm. and a 129-kilowatt electric motor. The battery is 17.8 kilowatts. Um, I'm not too sure it looks from the exterior um, as all masters do really, really well, sculptors and, and that um, this is an effort to move the scale up to an even higher level, they're up here now trying to take on big BMWs Lexus and all of these kind of people at a an SUV, a large SUV rate um, it comes with an 8 speed automatic gearbox, all wheel drive so you get 4 wheel drive with it as well, and um, but it is beautiful on the interior. Um, there's a cream slash beige interior it looks, yeah, on this. Um, even the dash cloth, the way it's... Uh, uh, it's almost like it was knitted. Uh, and the the stitching on it is uh, something we haven't seen in any car before. It's delightful, to be honest with you. Beautiful seats on it. Really drives well, I think, as all Mazdas tend to do. Mm. Um and uh, you take the exterior as you find it. Um, but it, definitely on the road, it is uh, very, very good. I expect that from all masses. CO2 emissions for this car, 33 grams per kilometre. Uh, that's an average across what you can do uh, from an electric side of things, and what you can do from a petrol side of things. Uh, that gives you uh, an annual road tax of 140 euro per year. And um, They're talking about a combined 1.5 litres per 100 kilometres. Um, You'd want to be really driving around the city to get anything close to that, simply because the regeneration would give you that and you would be in electric mode more often than you would be in petrol mode. Can I pause you for a second? When you say it's a plug-in hybrid, so... Does it also recharge itself
0: then as it's going along? The yes, camp?
2: absolutely, and that's that's the. So you don't have to plug it in
0: every night if you want to use hybrid.
2: Well, you don't have to plug it in at all if you don't want to use the electric. But I mean, it would be stupid not to. A guess. little bit daft not to. Yeah.
0: Um
2: Simply, if you're definitely doing urban uh, road work, uh, the electric vehicle, uh, so the EV side of it, will come in, and you will get sort of seventy kilometres out of it uh, in one charge. Uh, but as I say, it regenerates the charge as you're going along, every time you lift the accelerator and slow down, and every time you brake.
0: But can you, could you opt to go with the Mazda um, CX-60, if it was fully plugged in and you were around town for the day, and you were going to plug it in, could you opt to go full electric yes. only? Yes, you,
2: yeah, you can do that. There's a, a number of different modes, sports, normal, electric, and the fourth one, uh I've forgotten it at the Comfort. moment. But there are Eco. driving modes that you can do. And E V is yeah. one of them. Yeah. So you can. You can literally drive it around on electric. Um but um And if it runs out then it just kicks in the motor and wheels. Yeah, you um, get about I suppose sixty to sixty five kilometres on E V. So literally if you're if, if if you're commuting around town, you know, and you're not going uh, long distances, um, it's perfect in E V. Yeah. But once you go beyond uh, a certain okay. level, you're going to have to uh, switch to the petrol. Uh,
0: I'd say we're talking fairly big money looking at it. Well, I don't think it is. Because,
2: well, well I, the starting price of it, now, you have to take into mind that um, prices of cars are literally climbing for quite a while now, uh, 49,500 for the basic model. That one sitting out there, which is the Homura version is uh, 57,250. If you put it in the bracket where it's competing, like I said, BMW X5s and Lexus and um, Lexus and stuff like that, hey, you know, it's not that badly priced at all. I think probably the one area where it might... Um, find itself um, in a bit of difficulty is um, the amount of fuel it uses if you're driving it on. It uh, it likes the petrol once <laughs> you get up above a certain limit and on the motorway um, it is nothing near what is claimed for the combined okay. uh, economy. We're, but we're, look it you, you, you pays you money you know what you're getting uh, what you're getting here is um, just Pure class inside it, it has to be said. Loads of space, loads of room, it's a big car, um, it feels like it's a fairly heavy car, uh, but um, I I that gives us stability on the road as much as anything mm-hmm. else. I, uh, I
0: love the look of it.
2: Yeah. Mazda uh, tend to be well able to design cars, as we know, yeah. over the years.
0: And I love the look of the new uh, Skoda SUV as well. Lovely, yeah. I, I just that it, it, there's... A, a yeah, lot you're, here. you're
2: you're you're drifting towards being an SUV man, are you? No, <laughs> a,
0: motor, <laughs> a motorbike, a, a motorbike. I think roughly, if you were to go to Dublin, uh, no, cash wise, I'm talking about uh, what would you, roughly how much petrol would you use? Do you reckon? Uh, I picked it up um cash wise,
2: I'm on in in Dublin on Monday, and uh, there was 340 kilometers on the clock. I have. Uh, Still got a hundred and fifty out there after driving all the. So let me see. You're talking to Dublin would be two hundred and ten kilometers from here. Yeah. Um, you're talking about doing it for about thirty euro. Thirty euro. Yeah. Mm. That's uh, that's a quick calculation. Sixty six return. Six okay. Before I let
0: you go on this one, that's a lovely looking car. Really, is a beautiful yeah, car, and it I is, like Yeah, one, I like of the, one, of
2: the, one of the nicer SUVs. I that. like the
0: white in you know. it. Uh, road safety. We woke up this morning to horrendous weather.
2: Yeah, um, funnily enough we aren't really getting it as bad as maybe we feared uh, or maybe it has been indicated that we might but then again we're talking about uh, uh, tomorrow and and, uh, Thursday morning it's going to be difficult. Listen, the usual um, advice out there when driving in difficult conditions um, is, you know, when you get up, first of all first and foremost, give yourself plenty of time mm. um, because if you're going to be rushing you're going to be in trouble mm-hmm. um, so the, the basic thing is make sure that all your windows are clear in the morning. Um, again, the advice don't use boiling water uh, they say don't use hot water, but you know you can use tepid, tepid water that' will work um, so then you have to wonder worry about the road conditions if they're slippery uh, places to look out for. You know, most of the main roads are gritted now overnight and they turn out to be fine, you know. But it's when you're in the back roads and roads that are not gritted that you Mm -hmm. might uh, find a bit of trouble. Shaded areas, uh, I always tell people to watch out for bridges. Um, Just be careful in areas where the sun can't get at. Mm. basically and then look make sure that your tyre pressure is as per the manufacturer's recommendation make sure your tyres are in good condition because as I say that's the only connection you have with the road somebody asked me actually uh, the other day what about electric cars in icy conditions a couple of things there you've got to realise that electric cars are heavier than your normal car. So stopping distances have got to be shorter. You don't have a gearbox to work with and you're always running on low resistance tyres, mm-hmm. which, let's be honest, they're there to reduce the amount of uh, friction between you and the road. So they don't, in my opinion, have the same stopping ability as your normal tyre that you would get okay. in a diesel. So look, at, be careful out there and uh, give yourself plenty of time.
0: Sherry Murphy, thank you for joining us uh, today. Yet yeah, to come on the programme, uh, Goldwicker, you're seeking uh, your assistance and much more between know. and 11. Stay tuned.
3: The motoring slot in association with Column Quinn BMW Select. The ultimate finance at Column Quinn. Whatever BMW model you choose, BMW Select has tailored finance available that is just as impressive as your new car. Contact Column Quinn BMW on 091 753 888. <laughs> Always talks in association with Tesco Click and Collect
2: allows you to collect your order whenever suits you.
0: A very good morning to you. Welcome into today's um, program. We're we'll with you right through until uh, twelve midday. Comment lines are all open if you want to get through to us, and uh, please feel free to do so. Now, yesterday in the program, we were talking about um, expanding uh, out into the um, county. Um, but I got a, an email indeed uh, from um, Constance Thomas Welby and he basically said he would prefer a merger rather than, uh, prefer a merger, he said, rather than uh, a smashing grab, say, from the Oran Moore and otherwise and the council losing the rates. But he joins me on the line today. Uh, good morning to you, uh, Welby. Thank you for joining us today. You'd be in favour of, of a merger rather than that giving up some of the, the key areas. Uh, uh, well, he...
4: The, the area that John referenced, Keith, is the Galway metropolitan area. And I think I sent you a map yesterday evening in relation to it. And um, it's basically twice the size, or sorry, it's about the same size again as Galway, existing Galway City. And that means the uh, Galway County Council would lose the rates from Parkmore, they would lose Parkmore, uh, Barna, um, Ordenmore. and Clare Clare Galway. I mean the the area goes about a mile past Barron, it goes about four miles past uh, Orden Moor and it it goes entirely past Clare Galway and then you have a huge rural element in it. So I mean the rate space that would be lost to the council would basically make us a lame duck council. We're the the worst uh, funded council in Ireland at the minute but this would really be a death knell to us.
0: Are we still the worst funded council?
4: We are, yeah. Well, you know, we used to be the second worst, but we are the worst now. Mm. And that's, you know, and that's because of, you know, we're just not getting enough from central government. and uh, But I mean, this would kill the county council. And, you know, I mean... You know, a political representation. Then, if you were to take it, I'm just having a, a quick look at it here. I would imagine the city council would go from eighteen to twenty-five councillors, and the county council would go from thirty uh, from thirty-nine down to thirty-two. That's just on today's on today's uh, figures. Now, that's before any new boundary revision in relation to the local authorities come into play. But I wouldn't see. Very few, you know, you'd probably elect a, a, a candidate in maybe two in Moor and maybe two in Clare-Galway and maybe one in Barna. and everything else then would be city-based because that's where the population would. So, I mean, we would get we would get nailed as regards rates. We would get, and and the people would get nailed as regards representation. And, well, you know, and where, uh, personally, where, I, 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 I mean,
0: yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking at what you sent out to me here. So, uh, Galway City then would run from Berna all the way to Orenmoor, effectively. And past, beyond Past, about
4: five miles past Orenmoor.
0: Yeah, and then, so on the yeah. other side, then, we know where it goes to. On the Toon Road, it goes out past Parkmore and goes as far as uh, Clare-Galway. So it goes from Orenmoor, beyond Orenmoor, and um, goes over and into Clare-Galway, very, very, yeah. very close to the Athenry Junction there. And then it comes around and yes. down by... It's gone beyond Menlo, It's gone out the. Cor- it's gone way out to Coraline. So it's they're out to Corandulla, and then it crosses the car yeah. And where does it finish then on the N59? Well, it
4: it would be past. I think the, the the second junction that you're looking at there is probably the, the uh, junction to Barna. So it goes past Barna junction and and takes in large um, rural areas there, and it doesn't go as far as Mike Cullen. But it would. I would safely say it's gone out past maybe about a mile past the um, maybe maybe a mile past the man junction. Oh, sorry, that's not quite the baron It'll be out near Madden's, about Madden's Nurseries. That's imagine you know in that in that area. I mean, Keith, this would really See, it would make the council so um, defunct really as such.
0: So where we live, mm-hmm. I'm looking at this here fairly intently. Where we live, I think, mm-hmm. and we're beyond Madden's. But then it's this, I'd say we'd be in the city as well, with the looks of things.
4: Of course you would, yeah. Yeah, because it goes about a mile past Barnard you know, and it and and it and takes it in large out. areas. It's, it's going out way out the Hedford Road. It's, and I mean, it's going about four miles past Orton more. Now look, don't get me wrong, I have I, a I, lot of respect for John, but I think this is very poorly thought out in relation to normally, uh, you know, um, boundary re, re, revisions are there to give a little bit of ground. We all know that the city has has uh, very little ground to, to expand in relation to housing, okay. things well, like well, that. But well. just can I say, Keith, yeah. personally, I mean, there was a vote taken on this a number of years in the, the chamber. I have no problem with an amalgamation. In fact, I I I think this would be catastrophic for the council. I'd have no problem with amalgamation, as long as we get the money. And you know, if you know people on, as John said there yesterday, that some people would say, oh, we'd be afraid that the people on the periphery aren't aren't being looked after. I'd ask the question, are they being looked after at the moment? I would say no, they're not. If we got more money and if the people on the periphery weren't being looked after I would take it as personally that I failed in relation to that. It's up to us in relation to it. But, I mean, I think it would it would be a huge city council. It would be basically all city council-based candidates because that's where the population is. Yeah. You know, I mean, if somebody ran in Cluniff, they wouldn't have a hope in hell and get elected because no. there's no, mm-hmm. not enough vote. So, you know, and, Keith, can I just say, finally... The amalgamation of Galway City and County Council came within a whisker of happening up to a, a number of years ago because it was pushed in with the Cork one. And Cork had a couple of hundred pages in relation to their amalgamation in relation to the bill. And Galway had a couple of paragraphs, you know. And if it it, it was Victor, Senator Victor Byrne and Deputy Noel Grealish that stopped it. At that time, the, the, the Shannon was was very uh, split. It wasn't as strong as it is in relation to the government now. And, the, and Victor Byrne uh, got the, okay. the uh, senators. But we came within a whisker of of being amalgamated to Galway City without any debate. And we were at that time we were getting one point seven million euro, which, you know, wouldn't even catch up with inflation. Never mind. Never mind give you anything. So I think there should be a bigger debate really in relation to amalgamation.
0: Let's have that debate and let's get people into studio on that one. Um, makes great sense what you're saying, uh, Councillor Welby. Thank you for joining us and uh, today on the uh, program. What do you think, though? Please, oh eight six thirty eight thirty three fifty five three. That's oh eight six thirty eight thirty three fifty five uh, three. If you want to get in contact with us uh, today, we'd like to hear from you. Uh, but do so straight away, please, and let us know. With thanks to Rationale Windows, 086 38 33, 553. You're represented by Garth Hugh Rogers uh, today, and we have a number of issues, and uh, we're looking for assistance with. Um, um, Garth Hugh Rogers, good morning to you. Good morning Keith. Thanks for joining us uh, today. We're looking at a number of burglaries. First off, the first one took place in Woodkey in the city.
5: Uh, correct, Kate, we have a number of burglaries, one in the city here and four in County Galway. Uh, the first one there, Keith, on Tuesday the 28th of February at about 6.30pm, a burglary occurred at a house at Walsh's Terrace Wood Key, in Galway City. Entry was gained to a shade at the rear of the property where uh, a dewalt saw and a bench was stolen. Gardley would ask anyone with information of this incident to contact Galway Garda Station on 09153 8,
0: now we're going to go to Lavallee and Toome for the next uh, burglary there.
5: That's correct, Keith. On Saturday the 4th of March, a burglary occurred at Cappadavoc Lavallee, Tomb, where entry was gained to a house via a rear window. This incident occurred between 7.20pm and 8.40pm. The owners returned to find that their house had been ransacked. Gardaí would ask anyone with information of this incident to contact Chum Guard Station on 093 70840.
0: Now we're going to go to Kilkearn and Ballinasloe for the next burglary. Garda Rogers there.
5: That's correct, Keith. Again, on Saturday the 4th of March, uh, between 12 midday and 8 pm, a house was ransacked at Scraig, in Ballinasloe. During the course of this burglary, Quantity of cash and a gold ring were taken. Gardaí would ask anyone with information of this incident to contact Ballinasloe Garda Station on 096 20560.
0: We're going to go as far as Dunmore for the next and back to the 4th of March for the next burglary there, Gardaí address.
5: Uh, that's correct, uh, Keith. On Saturday, the 4th of March, uh, just gone, between 5pm and 11pm, a burglary occurred at Karen uh, Trailer, Dunmore, where entry was gained to a house via the rear patio door. During the course of this burglary, some cash was taken. Gardy would ask anyone with information of this incident to contact Dunmore Garda Station on 093 38131.
0: Finally, burglaries so were going back to La and Shum there, so we are.
5: That's correct, Keith. Again, on Saturday, the 4th of March, at Millic Lavallee Toome, a burglary occurred where entry was gained via a front window and the house was ransacked. This burglary occurred between 4pm and 4.45pm. Gardaí would ask anyone with information of this incident to contact Toome Garda Station on 093. 70840. And Keith, just to, if we could just quickly mention, just in relation to those four burglaries uh, around the county, uh, Gardy would encourage anyone that sees anyone acting suspiciously or any suspicious mm-hmm. vehicles that appear out of place to call 999 at once uh, and t- to notify the Gardy, Keith.
0: All right, thank uh, you. Discharge of a firearm in the city is uh, quite worrying. Your full
5: details over there. <laughs> That's correct, Keith. A very serious incident occurred in the early hours of the 3rd of March, just gone. At approximately 4.30am, a a shot was discharged from what was believed to be a firearm in the Corribui area of Rahoon in the city here. Damage was caused to the property in question. Uh, No persons were injured during the course of this incident. Gardaí, attached to Galway Garda Station, are investigating the incident and are appealing for witnesses who may have been in the area at the time and who may have heard or saw anything suspicious in the area around this time to contact Galway Garda Station on 091 000, the Garda Confidential Line on 1800 666 111 or at any Garda Station. Investigating Garda are also appealing to any drivers who may have been in the area of the western distributor road, Rahoon, west side area of Galway City, around this time and who may have dash cam footage to make this available to investigate in Anyone with information in relation to this investigation are asked to contact gardy
0: Alright, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Please, that's a frightening event if you have dash cam footage and the timing in question on that uh, was 4.30am on the 3rd of March. If you can assist at all, please contact Galway Guard Station at 538000. Now then, let's head to the Galway VFM News Desk for the 11 o'clock news and death notices and we have a busy next hour for you. Stay tuned.
2: Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie.